Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle, and we're here at the AMC Theater to see Parasite. And uh, it's our my first uh, evening viewing in more than a month. So I haven't <laughs> been to a theater at night in a month, and we're going to a 10 o'clock showing. So it should be Oh, good. I'm going to be so... I'm tired right now, as I came from a shoot before then, and then I had an event at church, and now I'm here, and I'm going to sleep until probably 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. I'm so. picking Lisa up at the airport at 6. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. But uh, before we get there, we'll be going in to see Parasite. Um, what, uh, what experience do you have with Korean cinema, Josiah? Uh, um, I don't have much with Korean cinema, but I have two experiences with this director, Great. Uh, Bong Joon-ho. I've seen Snowpiercer um, and Okja. Okja is actually a Netflix original. You can watch it if you own Netflix. Yep. You, can, you can watch that film right now. Um, both films I really enjoyed. Okja actually made me consider stop eating meat for about a week. And then I realized I, I actually couldn't do that and I had to eat meat. So, um, uh, but as far as expectations go for this film, I'm expecting it to make some kind of social commentary, um, or some kind of political commentary on life in the world today of some sort. Interested to see how he does it in this, uh, kind of family dynamic with what, I don't know much about what's going on other than the synopsis I've read, but what about you? Well, I haven't read a synopsis at all, and that's partly because a friend of mine texted me about a week ago and said, don't read anything, just go see it. Yeah. And we've been anticipating this, actually, for months. So uh, I said, great. And so I'm coming in completely blind. I do expect it to be tense. I, I think yeah. that I can say that his work is a tense and intense experience. So I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm excited. So, well, let's head on in and, and see if it lives up to our expectations. Yeah, let's do it. You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. It's 1241. <laughs> We're starting the podcast on Parasite. Uh, so, yeah. What'd you think? I feel like I have... <laughs> it's such a... We have to question. say straight up front, the spoilers. And if you yeah. have not seen the film, you should turn this off. Listen to our spoiler-free go see the movie yeah. before you if you want to see it after that and I mean someone told you right not to read anything or or look at anything right would are you glad that I'm you I'm really really glad I yeah. didn't I almost anything could have wrecked a yeah. moment that worked Yeah No that's true there was Yeah All right we're going to get into it so again well, warning spoilers it's now your fault if you hear anything you don't want to hear um, there are so many twists and turns that happened and this is, I mean, I wouldn't say this is a thriller, right? you know, so like, but it, it is classified at least on IMDb as comedy drama thriller, definitely moments of comedy. We laughed actually quite a bit, quite a bit, uh, certainly drama. I guess it's thriller, but I guess only like the last, there's a moment when the, the, lower basement is revealed that it turns into a thriller and you immediately you tell the difference from the way the uh -huh. shooting's taking place the, i mean the everything tone changes. switches completely I mean, the color palette changes yeah i mean really it, the, i mean change. the biggest change though was for me the sound changed yeah the music changed the audio like just the sound effects changed everything changed um we go through that crazy pov camera shot going to, down the stairs in the hallways um and i'll tell you it it was actually really difficult for me to focus on anything other than story because I was so captivated by the story of the film that I wasn't even thinking 
90% of the time about the shots or the lighting or the audio or the acting even. Like, I was just, like, immersed in the film, which for a Korean... I don't speak Korean. Right. Um, for a Korean film to do that to me is... I mean, that's just incredible to be able to just immerse a, a non-native speaking audience yeah, member into really the film. really impressive. You know? And I didn't feel like I was having trouble... Re- both reading and watching like at there was something that happened and it felt like I could speak Korean <laughs> <laughs> without having to actually read Korean I was able to watch the full this is okay that's why I'm going to suggest you see this in theaters I'm going to go right to my rating for a second yeah. see it in theaters because on a smaller TV I feel like it's harder to do both for some reason but on a large screen like that your peripherals fill you know, with are filled with the with the frame, and so you're able to still read, even though everything's a little bit larger. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, and I like, think too, we were sitting, you know, we were sitting pretty far back in the, the back, theater, yeah. and I think it's I would make that suggestion for sure too. So you yeah, can don't get be, that full frame. Yeah, don't be up close or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's so and and not for anything on the screen necessarily, just for the ability to to work the subtitles with the imagery. Um, I I was captivated by a story from beginning to end. Yeah, and I the tease of humor. I mean, not just a tease, right? Like there's there's humor. It's funny throughout, yeah. and it's really funny. It, yeah, it's not just little bits of cleverness. There's moments that I mean, I don't laugh out loud a lot, and I yeah, we we were laughing all pretty, the time throughout it. There, yeah, and there's I mean, it's it's character driven comedy as well as dialogue driven comedy. Uh-huh. And I think that really all works. Well, on top of that, it's a when it switches to a thriller, it's still a character-driven thriller. Where I feel like a lot of thrillers suffer when it switches to like a a plot-based, uh, very you know ac- action sequenced, action-oriented. Like this is going to happen. I don't care who the character is. This has to happen. But in this movie, it was all character-based of choices they were making and how that affected them and how it how one choice by one character affects another choice by a different character and things are just so intertwined that you're just like, how the heck did we get here? Um, it's the whole Indiana Jones thing for me. Every time Indiana Jones does one successful thing, another thing goes wrong. And we, I feel like we saw that happen, except a lot of things go right for them in the very beginning and then all of a sudden it completely tanks. Um, if you're going to be conning a family, don't squat in their house while they go camping with their son on a rainy afternoon like i the second they were sitting in there i was like yeah they're gonna come home yeah and it, it what's what's fascinating is you know that isn't the big shoe that drops i know that's the that's you know that is it it just becomes a situation that drives for revelation mm-hmm. so that i mean we there's a big shoe that drops from the basement and yeah. that shoe is is not the expected thing you right. know and the you know the title completely transforms in that moment. Yeah, and yeah, that's the, fabulous. The fact that there's a second parasite or a different parasite, well, well, and a parasite singular in a way. Yeah, and then but then fair enough. By the end, it's a singular parasite. Well, like there's three, there's almost three different parasites yeah. to me, right? Like mm-hmm. they were the they were parasitic in the very beginning. Uh, then we find out there's the man in the basement who's kind of a harmless parasite right. for a long time until he's pushed out of his host, right? And then he becomes violent. Right. So it's, Deadly. Which, which is, fact. is that accurate to how parasites work in the human body? 
I don't know, but it's maybe no accurate to a sense. Uh, <laughs> it may be to a sense of the what the movie may be saying. I, yeah. There's this thing that happens early on with the Rock that um, uh-huh. uh, the guy who's Kevin. We're gonna use English names as best we can to clarify who <laughs> I think. Uh, and he says it's all a metaphor. Uh-huh. And I feel like that parasite thing is a big giant metaphor. Yeah, like he's screaming. Bong Joon Ho is screaming at you. This whole thing's a metaphor, sort of right. thing. Like, don't forget. Yeah. Well, you know, the movie opens and and like I you know, I this opening shot things become more and more important to me and it you know mm-hmm. opens with mm-hmm. these first group of characters names in window panes mm-hmm. and then the camera cranes down yeah. and into the sort of concrete underneath yeah. world the semi basement the semi basement yeah. and we get these other names and I felt like we're getting told something here and uh-huh. I, and I now know I was being told something but it it took me a while before it even mattered. You it was connected it, right? It, yeah. And that's great. Like that's just good filmmaking that yeah. sits something there in the beginning, and then you can go back to it. And I mean, he revisits it at the end, right? Yeah. With the sun and uh, where with Kev, the Kevin character, and it's again this that same motion, right? That boom down. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful and yeah. it's interesting and it speaks to a lot, which means the metaphor thing's all present. Right. I don't know if I want to parse that metaphor tonight but i do want to say i don't think i can at no, 1250 12 now <laughs> but, but the, the story's captivating there's no question no about it, it, it really is um yeah the opening shot thing yeah it, it's definitely you know th- there's an opening image and an end image right that i'm always paying attention to what is the first shot because i mean if i'm a cinematographer or a director or even a writer writing the story and telling the story like what is what is the first thing my audience is going to see here and we hear i don't remember what we hear in the beginning but we hear things before we see visuals mm-hmm. um and i don't remember quite what it was um but i ha- i have a feeling it has something to do with a basement or a, a dark alleyway or like a, a just a poverty stricken street of some sort but um yeah like they're Oh, and the end, just mirroring the beginning, like you said, was, I love when things come full circle like that. Um, There was one moment in the film where I really felt he was making, and I mentioned in the intro, I felt there was going to be some kind of social commentary, and there definitely is. Um, Yeah, I think so. And to me, that moment happened as they uh, left the elevated house that the Parks lived in, that they were the family they were serving, and they kept descending stairs and streets and descending into the tunnel. And then you they're descending even further into the depth of whatever city they're in. And then they have to then even go down even further into their semi-basement. Like, they are as low as they could possibly go. And... Right, and the whole way it's flooding. It's flooding. Yeah, yeah and, the, you know, we see almost at the very beginning, the first shot, there's this, like, moment where we see a sewer, water running in a sewer drain. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we go right down there. Yeah, with them. all of a sudden it's just a complete mess, a flood of everything. And this rain doesn't affect the parks in any way whatsoever at all. Right. They're on the couch getting it on. And meanwhile, so many people are just trying to survive and save their valuables. In, in like, feces water. Like, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, it's sewage water. Yeah, it's sewage water. I mean, yeah. it's. It, and those people pull. There's that great overhead shot where you know whatever uh-huh. it is is being pulled. It looks like on it's a, like door, a door, right? Or something, it's right? Floating yeah. and there's stuff, and it's just an astound. It looks like 
you got refuge in a sewer just yeah. floating along. It looks it's awful. It's really it's really awful and you know, I think a novice filmmaker would overlook the social aspect of how this how how both sets of families work. Mm-hmm. Um but he does it in such a way that is like you 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 get why they're doing what they're doing and it doesn't paint them as the villain in this sense even after the mom just kicked the old housekeeper down the stairs and practically broke her neck right like you don't i don't i still don't see her as the villain in this whole thing or as somebody who's doing sure they're conning this family but like what do you do to survive when you live in a in that in that place you know like you just do whatever is best for your family regardless of how it affects somebody else and sure that might not be the best way to live life but like i don't know i'm not in that place so i can't well, really yeah, speak the to situation it, right? but, so dire yeah. and at the beginning of it we it doesn't feel dire right in, in the, the opening sequence there are yeah. these people who are living in obviously a difficult situation and i you know i thought very quickly of shoplifters and that sort of environment right. they live in and you know they're they're living in this difficult environment mm. but it looks like they have an out and then they get a clever idea to make things work. And they're sort of not doing anything except manipulating other people out of work. Right. Because they're just getting paid for real work. They're not stealing. Right. It's not until that night when they everyone, they go, the family goes away to camp. Um, yeah. That, I mean, which is insane. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> all because all because the kid saw a ghost on his birthday, which just happens to be the man in black man who lives downstairs. And that creepy shot of just his eyes peering over the stairs, uh, it made me laugh out loud, but it was so creepy. It's creepy, and what a great reveal, right? Like, right. just really funny. And it's it, at the beginning, it's, he had something happen when he was in first grade. Right. And then when we find out what it is, it, I mean, everything makes sense. Like, it's, yeah. it's, everything's tied up in such a nice <laughs> bundle by the film that... The the opening moments in that house, or not moments, the opening scenes are hilarious. In the in the park's house, the quote unquote Indian <laughs> business <laughs> is uh, is ridiculous yeah. and hilarious. The the walkie talkie conversations, just hilarious, and you get that sense of these people are playing at everything, right? right. They they don't have any real responsibility, and they become the family the the parks they become more and more awful as the movie progresses. Yeah, yeah. You know what what they're doing with the family, they're feeling about our lead family, our protagonist. It becomes worse and worse. That moment when you know the three parks are under, or the three uh, Kims are under the table. Yeah. And it feels like it's going to be funny, right? We've had these under the table humor things, right? Like the bit with the dog and the and Kevin under the, under, bed. Under the bed, I mean, just right, so yeah. clever. And then they're under this table, and we hear truth come out in the room, yeah. and we watch what it does to those people. Well, and the funny thing is, it doesn't it doesn't seem to affect the the younger kids. It yeah. only affects the dad specifically, obviously, because he's talking about right. The father, um, and you know, in that that's a pivotal moment of how he thinks about his employer at that point, mm-hmm. um, because up until then, he thought that everything was, you know, fine and like there was no judgment. That nobody was passing judgment on him for, uh, you know, he he. I think he probably felt that he finally wasn't seen as this poor guy. I, I think you're who, right. Who lives in a semi basement, and at that moment, yeah, he realized that nope, doesn't matter if I'm working a regular job and can earn an actual living 
Or if I'm living in a basement, they still just see me as the smelly, you know, blue collar worker sort of guy. Even yeah. He's wearing a suit and driving a Benz. So he's still stinky in their eyes. And like how many people is he also judging, right? Other than just the, and other than just Mr. Kim. I don't know what his actual name was in the movie, but. Um, yeah, and yeah. you know, we see that scene earlier where the, uh, the, the artist boy goes up and smells people yes. and says they all smell the same yeah. and they interpret it that it must be their soap and then there's that right. line no it's this basement it's we basement. live in and that becomes significant throughout it and that idea of people smelling their own fingers to cover the smell yeah is so much about their internal desire to not deal with right. the poverty around them and the moment when they're in the shelter after the storm is terrible yeah yeah, with everybody sleeping in the, yeah, the giant gym the and the clothes are being thrown up. Yeah, yeah, right. And they have to quickly scramble to get clothes for this party. Um, that scene happened a little too fast for me to be able to understand 100% what was happening and the characters' reactions to what was what was going on. Um, somehow, uh, Kevin has been able to charge his phone um, overnight. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of stuff that happens in the water. Yeah. But, yeah. And you know what's what's interesting about that too is I I would say that it, and and I like I'm pretty high on this film, but that's a thing in Snowpiercer I think that suffered Snowpiercer suffers from the same problem mm-hmm. is when we get to the end of the train, we rush the last bit. Yeah. It's it's like we tell this story for a long time and then there's yeah, a conclusion right. we have to reach. And the movie's two hours long. There's a little so. bridge, right? right? And he crosses the bridge too fast to get to the last ending sequences, right? Because yep. um, he's got this metaphor, yeah. this this, right. this image he needs to create, and he wants to drive that hammer home. Yeah. And he wants to challenge the characters, and so they can't be prevented from experiencing that challenge no matter how hard things get. Yeah. And there, there's that those last violent moments as we end up with... Uh, uh, Chris Evans getting into the front of the train and the same thing here. It's just, we need to get over the hump. So he's going to say, ignore this. Right. Just overlook the phone. And I wouldn't have thought right. about it if we didn't start talking about yeah. the whole thing. It, well, it's I, overlooked phone, overlook the clothing they're wearing, overlook right. all of that. There's no way they got a shower. Like I, I was going to say, they would have smelled so awful by, you know, walking through sewage water. Like, and there's and no then way. there is this like moment where, you know, the wife is the park m- wife who is, so well acted. Yeah, um, is sitting in the back of the car with her feet up, um, which, which of course that will be the stinky thing, right? right, right and then she's right. smelling him. Right, but, exactly. I thought that same thing, and then I, w- I was wondering if Quentin Tarantino directed that one. Well, scene. yeah, there you um, go. It certainly had t- the Tarantino yeah, esque feet going. Moment. On. It would have been a closer up shot. Though, um, but but the idea is that yeah. before that they'd been walking around buying stuff, and she hadn't responded to the smell then. Right. So in a way, for me. They must, you know, that, those are things we just have to overlook and to move to that last sequence, which is so, I mean, it's, it's mesmerizing. That last it re- sequence. No, it really is. Um, yeah. And I mean, the amount of suspense, like he's actually a really great suspenseful director. Like I felt on edge, didn't know who was going to get it. Didn't, you know, like the whole time he's walking down into the basement and I'm just like, he's totally going to, he's going to die. Like, this is going to be it. Uh, when, yeah, um, when, when even the with the rocks, when Kevin, yeah, God, that was, even with the rock, I don't know how he survived. Yeah. I really don't. He got two rock smashes. To when the we get like, brain surgery as the quick and easy answer. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He got, he got lucky. I'll say with, and is still able to apparently 
There was so much blood. Functioned pretty well. Yeah. There was so much blood. Yeah. The the uh, that that moment when he goes into the basement, I really did think he was done for, and the you know the grabbing around the neck and each of those moments, all those horror tropes, or yeah. suspense tropes, yeah. and maybe that's their thriller tropes are right. are in there that we're driving through it uh, with, and still it's done with, I don't want to say humor, but a lightness of touch. Well, I I would say humor. Definitely, uh, of some sort. Even you know, they cut to a wide shot for a head smash. Oh yeah. And I was like, that's that's a very midsummer thing to do. Yeah. Um. And I oh, was well, a, I thought we were. I was a little it. worried. Yeah. I was like, I'm not ready. It's been too. It's too soon. <laughs> uh, it's only been four months, guys, since I've seen Midsummer. I can't deal with another head smash. A uh, spoiler for Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming. Oh, maybe you bleep that out there. That's all right. Like no, that. I think we'll just leave it. Just leave it. It's fine. Uh, um, we'll put it in the You don't know who notes. gets the head smash. How about that? But, um, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 cut to the wide and, like, he throws the rock down again. I'm like, that's a weird beat, but, like. But it works. It works. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, it makes the guy uh, feel so psychotic. Like, and sure, he definitely would be. He lived in a basement alone for four years. Like, the well, yeah, dude would be crazy. Unhinged, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely, and that the banging the yeah the head against the head Morse against the code Morse button. code yeah. and you you know it's so much. I can tell you multiple times throughout the film. I was like, how the hell did he sync the lights up to him coming up the stairs, and then they reveal to the guy in the basement smashing his head against the thing, right. or pressing the button. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. That is so brilliant uh, and so creepy because. The parks never questioned why the lights come on when they walk up the stairs. Right. I think that's so weird. I don't know. Maybe they just don't notice. Yeah. Well, because the world responds to them. I right. mean, they they don't do anything, right? No, they really don't. They right. don't. They, you know. She goes shopping, and that's it. And that's but it. But she doesn't she, bag her own groceries. Nope. And she can't cook, and she can't clean. And we saw that clearly. The yeah. house, you know, when... Um, uh, the yeah. husband, the father Park, or uh, Mr. Park says, you know, the house will be a mess in a week. Right. And, like, it's a day later, yeah. and the place is a complete train wreck. Right. That, I mean, that it's funny, but we also get good, clear character issues. And she is incompetent in a way that isn't silly. You know, like, she really just can't do it. Right. And you get to laugh, but it's and it's absurd, but it's... It's not over the top. I, I think that's what I have to say. Well, and, and what we see at his job is him essentially picking up whatever piece of tech and I think playing with it for a second and then putting it down. So, like, I don't know what he does even at his uh, job. Because yeah. what it seems like in both aspects, right, she runs the house, he runs the he runs whatever tech company or whatever. It feels like a tech company. It does I think. feel like a tech company. Um, they're both completely reliant on the workers there like yep. they have they i don't think they're capable of even thinking for themselves as far as work goes they're completely reliant on the people underneath them who they also view as below them in every way possible in every way down to stinking yeah down to not smelling the same as them well, um, and the ability to fire them without blinking yes yes which was also let me say just a great way to sh- to show that something was happening without actually having a scene for it, without actually, I there too often I, I hate when people tell and not show, mm-hmm. and they did a, a great job of showing not telling. Yeah, but you yeah. know when the housekeeper 
the first housekeeper leaves, mm-hmm. that whole sequence was so well crafted. Yeah. The uh, moment out on the at the table with where she's obviously being fired, yep. and our visual reference for her exiting, mm-hmm. you know, all of all of that was done in a way yep. that really didn't belie where we were headed at all. What you just said confirms the other thing. I want to say there's a fourth parasite, and that's those rich people because they are really living off of these other folks. Right. And and maybe that, I mean, I, there's a lot being said here. But that that just, as you say that, it just yeah, confirms no, sort of something that was in my head as I'm watching it, and it makes it feel like something I really w- w- want to at least say out loud. Uh, yeah. Uh, are they the overlooked parasite of, yeah, the movie, of the movie where they actually have to feed off of those who can actually do the work? I mean, the, the Kims are a smart family, mm-hmm. and it sucks that they're in the position that they're in. Uh, they can't get work. They don't have the education, the formal education, right? He can't – well, he can't get into school because they don't have the money, it seems right. like. Yeah. Uh, and because he, he can't get into school, he can't get a job. And so it's just this like this thing that keeps them back. Like, and there's how many people in the United States and across the world can't get into school because they don't have the money. Because they don't have the money, they don't have the opportunity. Uh, meanwhile, his friend Min is dropping off this rock. Hey, good luck. This brings wealth. Which I, I, maybe it did. I and don't then know. Going overseas. Like, and then leaving. Right. 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 Yeah, for like a, for better for to the United States. I think was did he say where he was going? Maybe I, not. I don't remember. I'm just gonna going to assume the United States because they made a lot of U.S. jokes. Um, or references, at least, to... But but no matter what, he's going overseas for some period of time for school. Right, yeah. And, and you know... Uh, that, that looks good on a resume, I'm it, sure. It does, and, and it also says he has the wealth enough to do that. Right. Whereas these, this other family doesn't have that wealth. And they he, he says, why should I be the one to teach English, you know? Right. Kevin says, why should I teach English? He said, well, you passed the test over and over again. Right. You know, you just couldn't go to school. Right. So go do it. And that, that sense of lack of self-worth and then the plan that, that forms around it is really... Yeah. I do like what you said, though, them being the fourth parasite. That's... Uh, I feel like that's definitely going to be overlooked when you're watching this movie. Because um, I didn't even think about that being... I said it. I said... You said it. But right. I just didn't think of... I didn't connect it to the the title of the film. Um yeah, I mean, this is going to take on a whole other meaning on a second watch back, I think, on a second watch through here. Um, so far, I I mean, it's – I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I, I want to say that. That's interesting, right? Because let's, let's just say we watched The Lighthouse last week, uh-huh. and I don't know if I can use the word enjoy for that experience. Yeah. But I'm super glad I watched it, and I I'm, I have no complaint about it. it it's, the Lighthouse was hard. Um, to watch, it but was a fruitful. little bit of work. Yes, um, but, but not the, enjoyable. But right. this was actually somewhat fun to sit in theaters and watch. Exactly. You know, uh, even though all this stuff is happening. Um, well, and you're, well, I mean, we're fighting a lot of challenges. We're at a late show after mm-hmm. we've both had a long day yeah. and we're watching subtitles, which is, you know, all of that's work and yeah. yet still coming out with a sense of really. Enjoying and it's not a short film, right? It's no, it's two, two hours and fifteen, 15 or so. something yeah. like that. And that so it it it's some it's requiring some measure of concentration. Yeah. And for all of that, I still had a ball while I watched it, even through what are pretty over the top violence at the end. You know, there's you know we go into slow motion and there's all this 
really interesting camera work done in the Did last sequence. Did we go slow-mo? There's some slow motion stuff in there. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it. No, because it's so subtle. I mean, I'm yeah. going to say it's slow-mo. Watch me be wrong. No, it may, it may it be. It sure feels like it was slow-mo stuff. I mean, it, my brain is Maybe like one or two pride. shots probably, right? Yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, we, we had, and there's so much blood and there's so many interesting shots throughout that process from close-ups and high angles, low angles. Yeah. So much work happening in that end sequence and all of it telling story. Like right. none of it was gratuitous. Every single one of those shots was telling story. Yeah. But it's pushing the limits of reasonable viewing. Right. Th those blades going into people, the skewer going in with the sausages, and then yeah. the image of the dog, dog pulling at the sausage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at every moment, we're, there's there was slow mo. Yeah, you're right. There was slow mo. Now that I'm thinking. I about think it. There, there's stabbing. The, the I think. dog was slow mo. The dog was slow mo. Um, I think the bleeding was slow mo. One uh, of the hands on the chest when he's making the decision to get up. Mm -hmm. uh, Mrs. Parks uh, fainting was slow mo as yeah. well, I believe, and so was the kid. Yeah. The you're, kids fainting, the, ridiculous. The kid fainting, like that's yeah. that's just it. In other places, that would be ridiculous comedy. Yeah. And here it. It's, it works. Yeah, because it's just layered mm -hmm. into this very horrific scene. Yeah, it it it's almost a little bit jarring at the same time, which is I feel like how you want to feel or how you would feel in this moment. Like you're, well, I mean, if if somebody were to attack a backyard birthday party, it would almost feel like this is happening in slow motion. You know, like it's almost like if you've ever seen a car crash. Right. You're like, did that really just happen at like half the speed that? I, like in real life like no it, it happened to full speed obviously but it just everything slows down for a minute um yeah uh yeah so let's rate because it's late and we're going to come back and talk about this again real I'm quick sure. the ending okay okay good um were you concerned it was going to end happily happily yes i am so glad it did not i am too um, I was, cause I was like, how the heck did he get all that money so quick? Like that would have been a major plot hole for me of like, they just worked this entire film trying to make money by conning this family. And then all of a sudden it's he's been two years and, and he's going to work hard and be able to do it. Like, why didn't you do that in the first place? So I'm glad that he just, he made the plan, which still kind of goes against what his dad was saying. Yeah. But like his dad is wrong, obviously in that sense, the whole family for the entire movie hasn't had a plan other than conning. Mm -hmm. And so to make it a legitimate plan, that's a little bit different than trying to steal money from people. Although maybe that's how he gets his money or how he's going to get his it, money. You know, he talks about working hard and finding his way and doing it right. And yeah, and, but he's still in that half basement at the end of the film. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunately it's not hopeful for me. Like, it, yeah, to me, that just signifies that his dad's probably going to die in that basement. And so is him and his mom just in the semi-basement rather than the full basement so yeah and you know the the film can't solve the problem of the economic system that's no. existing for these people in korea right you know it, it can't do that you know it's all those references to north and south in here which i thought was really interesting yeah. too and the the missile joke which is ridiculously <laughs> funny but you know the, the that sense of north and south korea present certainly that's part of it but that's just political background there's really an issue of you know, rich and poor throughout this. Yeah, and absolutely. that problem just doesn't feel solvable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know, by, uh, by these people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, let's go to rating. Um, see it in theaters. Uh, wait till streaming or avoid it all costs. What would you? What would yes, you so I would see it in the theater mm. and I hope it's around long enough for people to see it. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a movie that could be difficult to watch. I, we had to wait a little bit for it to come 
out here where we are and I hope it stays here long enough for people to get a yeah. grip on it. It's only showing in one theater, I feel like. I don't think it's in it, based on the, the show times that we had available mm-hmm. to us. Um, and we didn't have a whole lot of people in our theater. I think we probably had, what, maybe 10 people yeah, or so? Yeah, it's pretty late showing for That's the fair. It's 10 o'clock. Film. I do wonder, though, how many people yeah. are in the other showings. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's foreign films, not a, you know, hot Friday night movie, you know, to, to go see. I mean, they're going to go see, no, probably not The Lighthouse either, although your experience with it was a little bit different than mine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I would definitely see it in theaters, but chances are, if you're listening to this, you're it may not be in a theater near you, or it's already out of theaters by the time. Like, we don't know if this might be the only weekend that they're even dedicating a, a full theater to it. So, um, if that's the case, definitely see it when it comes out on uh blu-ray or streaming um rent it for a night it's definitely worth the watch um uh, if you have the chance to see it in theaters i think it's definitely uh worth seeing just for i mean the cinematography was beautiful it's again it's hard to make a it's hard to make a movie look bad today with the cameras that are available and it's hard to make a movie ultimately sound bad yeah it's true but the sound is pretty good the sound's great the the visuals visuals are are great great. the lighting was beautiful uh I, i loved the blocking in the film as well like i loved what they were doing it was so much complex sort of mm-hmm. almost comedic comedic yeah. interplays like people in and out of doors and whatever yeah. that, that whole night scene with yeah. them sneaking around the house yeah it was so it was, good it was amazing well, there's this i'm gonna say see i'm gonna keep getting caught on saying something <laughs> that the the father uh sliding out and that cockroach. oh my gosh yeah like the image of the cockroach and they talk about the cockroach so good that yep. he is the cockroach sliding out sliding as out the, the lights tape, coming on right from the kid out in the other room and he's yep. trapped on the floor. It was so oh, good. Oh, so smart. And he freezes there for oh, a bit, he right? Does, and then right? his dirty feet, like it's really a lot and uh it was so good. Wow. Um, yeah. No, it's a good movie. Yeah. Definitely see it in theaters if you can. If you don't yep. if you don't catch it before it leaves, um then just just get it when it comes out on streaming. Definitely worth the watch. You're um, going to have a ball doing it. That's yeah. the thing I can say, you know, with Choplifters, uh, you know, that's a challenge. It was great. It's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. This movie is... It's not so challenging to me. It's really enjoyable. Yeah. See it with a friend. If you have a friend who's not so hot on uh, independent... Not independent. Well, maybe... Well, I don't know how independent this is, but yeah. Um, but international films... Yeah. This is a movie to show them to kind of introduce them to to some foreign films, international films, because um, I will guarantee that that they like this movie. If this movie was in English, it would be a hit. I think. Uh, I think you're probably right. So, just don't watch an English dubbed version of it. It won't. It won't no, feel I, right. I don't. The think act that it would. The yeah, acting's really good. The acting's great. So, uh, and I, you know, all these folks, I've looked them up on IMDb, and it appears I don't know a lot of their movies. And I feel like I know the daughter and the father. I feel like I've seen them a billion uh, the times. The father was in Snowpiercer, apparently. Right. Um, and Kevin was in Oksha. So anyway, uh, we, we both agree. And we'll be back at some point. We'll figure out how we're going to do that with yeah. our crazy schedules. And I really think Reflection is going to be interesting yeah. with this. And yeah. I'm anxious to see if we can find anything on the web to look at that doesn't feel cheap right because this is not a movie that you should be spoiled for yeah yeah i, I hope you've seen the movie before you listen to this. Uh, i mean spoil end game before you spoil this yeah yeah any tiny little detail in this movie that you that you share will kind of throw off uh your expectations and, and cheat your experience yeah. really cheat your experience of the movie
Cool. Uh, follow us on social media. You can find our social media links at rackingfocuspodcast.com. And you can email us at rackingfocuspod at gmail.com. And remember to leave us a review either here on the YouTube video if you're watching it or if you're listening on audio on Apple iTunes. You can give us a voice message if you're listening to us on Anchor. Wherever you're getting the podcast, make sure you give us some feedback, both so other people can learn about us and so we can see what we can do better. Yep. We'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.